3: And welcome back. We've been on a hiatus, all of Unity Online Radio, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, my name is Gillian McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Christ Universal Temple is the founding church of the Universal Foundation for Better Living, which was also uh, started by or founded by... The Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman in 1974. If you want more information about Christ Universal Temple, you can go to www.cutemple.org. C U, the word temple, dot org. So if you want more information about the Universal Foundation for Better Living, you can click on org. Last week, I believe, a couple of weeks ago when I had Reverend McKeithen on, we also talked about the International New Thought Alliance that has a conference coming up. Um, you can go to, I believe, uh, just look up International New Thought Alliance. I don't want to say the wrong information as far as the website is concerned because I know their annual Congress or our annual Congress because I'm also a member and district president. Um And the Panorama of Truth Conference for the Universal Foundation for Better Living is also coming up in August, August 9th through the 13th in Montego Bay, Jamaica. So if you want to hang out with some progressive, enlightened, new thought, metaphysical thinkers uh, that's that's talking about living a healthy, happy and prosperous life, check out our Panorama of Truth Conference uh, at UFBL.org. Now. I'm in the midst of a series titled uh, The Law of the Promise, by uh, uh, which is based upon the book The Law of the Promise by Neville. N- Neville, uh, whose first, whole name is Neville Goddard, wrote about the secret and the power of imagination and how the power of Im- imagination with the power of God working in and in, through your life and how you can transform your life through imagining. That's his term, imagining. Uh, Many different people use different terms to teach me into the same things. Uh, Emmett Fox would use the term would use the term, the mental equivalent, which was clarity of thought and conviction of feeling. But I don't think it's anybody who's really driven home the feeling aspect of metaphysics as much as Neville. Uh, clearly seeing it and not only seeing it, but seeing from it. And that's a big difference. Seeing from it. And when you have the understanding that you're supposed to see from it with faith, with conviction, with strong desire, you are you are influencing uh, the universe to create or form that experience in your life. Again, this is a universe that is governed by spiritual laws. You know, one of the things or statements rather that I learned really early at Christ Universal Temple from my teachers uh, was was this one particular statement. I am a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. I am a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. Now, why is that important? Because, you know, we live our lives as if we're physical beings living in a physical universe Governed by physical laws. Now, I'm not saying that we, we aren't physical beings. An aspect of us is physical. We actually live on the physical plane. The physical body lives on the physical plane of existence. And there are physical laws, like gravity, for instance, that we respect. Um, the laws of aerodynamics and flotation, etc. There are physical laws. Uh, the weather, etc. Uh, meteorologists are able to anticipate things based upon those physical laws. But what New Thought and other mystical traditions try to bring to the table is this. That as a threefold being, spiritual, we're spiritual, we're mental, and we're physical. And we have to be mindful that we relate at all levels, but our origin is spiritual. Therefore, to know yourself, you must really know yourself as a spiritual being primarily, and that's important. So what Neville was seeking to do with his work uh, was to make sure that people tapped into their spiritual power through the power of imagination, and by seeing it clearly and seeing from it, seeing yourself experiencing it through And then having strong feeling, conviction, desire that you are actually it right now. Not I will be it. Not that I see it. I am it. Through universal law, you draw that experience unto you. He would use the scripture, for instance, uh, I go before you to prepare a place for you. And he was talking about that from the concept of imagination. In consciousness, you go forward to... And you experience it as a now state of being. and Then that now state of awareness or that now state of being or that now state of consciousness through universal law uh, draws you unto itself. It says, I come back and bring you unto myself. That new level of awareness, that new paradigm, that new context draws you to itself. So as we start talking about some of the things Neville's going to be talking about in this particular chapter uh, that we're going to be covering today, it's going to mention some of those things. So one of the things, again, if you're just listening to this show for the first time or you just stumbled upon it, one of the things that I do is I teach the books chapter by chapter. Therefore, my request or one of my requests is actually that to actually purchase the book or get the book. You're going to rent it from the library. You can borrow it, whatever. I'm a big believer in buying your own book. If you have the capacity because you want to be able to write in it, highlight it, do what you want to do with it and not have to give it back to anybody. So get the book, the law and the promise by Neville and then start to work with it. We're going to, and we're going to work with it chapter by chapter. Now, what I'm not doing is teaching the stories in the book because I think the stories have a great impact. And I think, that a person should read those stories. So I'm only teaching the principles out of the chapters, but he actually has stories, real life accounts of people who wrote him to tell him how they applied what he taught them. And I think that's really important because if it's good to know that people uh, can follow a spiritual leader, apply the principles and get the results. Now, but before we get into that, I have a couple before we get into the, the book, I want to read a couple of quotes from a few books that I've been using as references to support the law and the promise by Neville. Again, this book is Creative Visualization for Beginners by Richard Webster. And this is chapter four on desire. He wrote this is page 37 in my book. He starts it off by quoting Napoleon Hill desire. The Starting Point of All Achievement. Then Mr. Webster goes on and says, Desire is an essential part of creative visualization. Nothing can stop the progress of someone with a sufficiently strong desire. There is no point in using creative visualization for some idle whim. Passing fancies are unlikely to be the things that that you want or need anyway. However, when someone, excuse me, when something you greatly desire is involved, you will be prepared to focus on it until it becomes a reality in your life. Then he gives some examples about how he did that. So one of the things that I really want to get across today is, do you really desire it? You say, okay, I want to use my imagination. I'm gonna use visualization techniques. I'm gonna see my good, I'm gonna see from it, I'm gonna see myself being it, I'm experiencing it with feeling, with conviction, with faith. But we need to be present to the fact that if it's not something that you really, really, really want, what'll end up happening is you will stop when you're tired or you'll stop when other things pop up or you'll stop when, you know, you know, just a variety of things that might cause you to procrastinate right down to I don't want to get out of bed and do it, even though you can't could do it in bed or I want to watch this TV show. or well, I'm just scrolling on my phone on social media. Instead of doing the work, getting still and actually saying, OK, this is something that I'm going to do consistently every day. It's like going to the gym. You know, I used to ask some of my classes. Uh, the question, what is the secret to losing weight? And to a person, everyone says diet and exercise. So and then I would say, OK. Does knowing that the secret to losing weight is diet and exercise help people lose weight? And everybody said, no. Why? Because you actually have to have a good diet and exercise. Knowing that you should diet and exercise so I have a good diet. Diet doesn't mean just the removal of food. It just diet just means how you eat to support where you want to be physically. If everybody knows that diet and exercise is how you lose weight, then how come everybody isn't in shape? Because knowing it isn't enough. It has to be applied. Knowledge isn't enough. It has to be applied. If you don't apply what you know, it doesn't really matter. It's as if you don't know it. So it's the action that does it. All right. Reading from another book now before we get to the Neville's book, The Law and the Promise. This is again from Psycho-Cybernetics. I've read a few things from this book over the last couple of months. This is page 10 in my book, The Self-Image, The Real Secret. He wrote, discovery of the self-image explains all the apparent discrepancies we have been discussing. It is the common denominator the determining factor in all our case histories, the failures as well as the successes. The secret is this, to really live, that is to find life reasonably satisfying, you must have an adequate and realistic self-image that you can live with. You must find yourself acceptable to you. You must have a wholesome self-esteem. You must have a self that you can trust and believe in. You must have a self that you are not ashamed to be and one that you feel free to express creatively rather than to hide or cover up. You must have a self that corresponds to reality so that you can function effectively in a real world. Now, that's really important. So he's basically saying this self-image, imagining. The power of imagination. Since we think in images, how we image or how we see ourselves consciously and unconsciously is the determining factor of what we think, feel, say, and do. We can't get around it. We can't get around it. He goes on to say in the same uh, on the same page. When this self image is intact and secure, you feel good when it is threatened. You feel anxious and insecure when it is adequate and one that you can feel wholesomely proud of. You feel self confident. You feel free to be yourself and to express yourself. You function at your optimum. When it is an object of shame, you attempt to hide it rather than to express it. Creative expression is blocked. You become hostile and hard to get along with. Now, these are keys because what it's saying to us is one of the main reasons why we should practice the power of imagining, as Neville would call it, creative visualization, as some other people call it, is because you're actually shifting and recreating and transforming your own self-image. he talks about universal law. He doesn't call it universal law. But he's basically saying the same thing. On page 12 of my book. He wrote, The new science of cybernetics has furnished with us convincing proof that the so-called subconscious mind is not a mind at all. But a mechanism, a goal striving servo mechanism consisting of the brain and the nervous system, which is used by and directed by mind. And then he goes on to say, which is funny, and most usable concept is that man does not have two minds, but a mind or consciousness which operates an automatic goal striving machine. This automatic Goal driving machine functions very similarly to the way that electronic servo mechanism functions as far as the basic principles are concerned. Then he goes on to say this creative mechanism within you is impersonal. It will work automatically and impersonally to achieve goals of success and happiness or unhappiness and failure, depending upon the goals with, excuse me, Depending on the goals which you yourself set for it, present it with success goals and it will function as a success mechanism. Present it with negative goals and it will operate just as impersonally, just as faithfully as a failure mechanism. Like any other servo mechanism, it must have a clear cut goal, objective, or problem to work upon. The goals that our own mental mechanism seeks to achieve are mental images or mental pictures which we create by the use of our imagination. The key goal image is our self image. So what he is saying is the subconscious mind or as Reverend Coleman used to call it, the tape recorder's job is to play back what you impress upon it. What You are actually impressing upon the subconscious mind, the tape recorder, or as he calls it, the creative mechanism. What you are impressing upon it is images. Images. And its job is to create the experience of the images you have in your mind. Not the just the fancy wishes and daydreams. I'm talking about what you really believe in, what you really accept as true about yourself, about God, about life, about world, about money, about relationships, about a whole bunch of stuff. Let me not say a whole bunch of stuff about everything. So when Neville is teaching people to be intentional about imagining, he is teaching them how to direct the power of the subconscious mind. The tape recorder. Now, we're coming up to our first break. I'm looking at the clock, so let me get my quick commercials out of the way. Unity Online Radio and this show, uh, Truth Transforms, are supported by your donation. So as you freely receive, freely give, go to unity.fm, click on the giving or donate button button and help support this online ministry. Um, If you want to get in contact with me, you can contact me through Truth Transforms uh, with Reverend Galen McDowell, which is a Facebook page. Uh, It's the quickest and easiest way to get in contact with me. I do know I have the church, I mean, the, the show email, but I get a lot of spam on that email. So the easiest way to get in contact with me is Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell on Facebook. Remember that this show is on iTunes and Stitcher. Please make sure that you give five star ratings on iTunes and Stitcher so you can help the algorithm. And please give a five star rating and a review on Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If they allow you to do reviews on iTunes or Stitcher, please do that as well. So we're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
1: I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. It is the birthright of each and every one of us to live an awakened life. Most religions and spiritual traditions teach us that we need to adopt a certain belief system or follow some prescribed steps to attain a state of enlightenment. A long-held belief about awakening is that only a small number of people destined to become gurus or spiritual teachers can attain it. It is certainly true that until recent times, only a small number of people on the planet had attained this state of full self-realization. These saints, mystics, and spiritual masters were seen as special. They certainly were at the time. However, times are changing This message was brought to you by T.J. Woodward, host of Awakened Living Radio. Learn more from T.J. on his weekly podcasts. Episodes are available on UnityOnlineRadio.org, iTunes, and Google Play Music.
2: Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell.
3: Alright, welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're covering the book The Law and the Promise by Neville. And this chapter in particular has a lot of stories. So I'm not going to cover a lot of material in this particular chapter. It's a short chapter, but he has several stories back to back to back. It's one statement that he says on page 94 when in chapter not enter into. He wrote, the secret of creation is the secret of imagining. First, desiring And then assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled until the dream of fancy. And then he quotes some other people. Basically, the key part of it is seeing it, desiring it, feeling it until it is fulfilled. So the question comes into play is this. How intensely and I'm using the word intensely, intentionally, how intensely. Can you feel yourself living and seeing and being the image you hold in your mind? How intensely can you hold it? So he's you know, so saying, see from it, not see. Don't look at it, see from it. See yourself in it, experiencing it, being it. How intensely? Can you hold that image? How intensely can you hold the image of your health? How intensely can you hold the image of that prosperity and abundance? How intensely can you hold that image of you living that dream, that goal, or being on that vacation, or living in that new home, or driving that car that you always desired? How intensely can you hold it? It's important to realize that this is why some people use what they're now called more vision boards or image books. Some people used to call it back in the day treasure maps, etc. But visual uh, information—I mean, visual pictures that you put on a board, a poster, or something like that—to help supplement your imagination. Now, this is talking about one te- technique. There are many others uh, because they're, they're images that. They, Spirit will give you and project onto your imagination, which I taught in the how to, Use, how to Use Your 12 Gifts from God series. So if you go back and pull up the series on imagination, you'll get that full lesson. I'm not going to reteach it here. However, with this, I'm talking about just being clear about how consistent are you. My suggestion would be if you have some goals or desires you want to 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 seek. Don't work on more than one or two images at one time. And really focus on what it is that you say you desire. Sometimes we try to do everything, and then we end up doing nothing. And trust me, I, along with many people I know, are experts at uh, doing many things and accomplishing nothing. It's called the human race. So, it's better to really laser beam down on something when you really want to get it done. Because sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice something for something else. All right. Sacrifice the TV time for some creative visualization time. Sacrifice some scrolling and playing on the phone or the tablet or the computer for some creative visualization time. Sacrifice gossiping on the phone with some creative visualization time. It's you have to figure out how you are going to make time daily, multiple times daily to see, to feel, to desire, to affirm, to know that you are this new state of being, this new expression, this new paradigm, this new context, this new way of, of living, you have to actually zero in on it. And as Jacob said to God, as they wrestled, of course, this is allegorical, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Can you hold an image so firmly in mind that you can say to the image, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me, I'm not going to let you go until I get my healing. I'm not going to let you go until I get my desired demonstration. This is something we need to be mindful of. So anyway, back to Neville. So he says the secret of creation is imagining. He's telling you ways in which you can work it. Now, he says, and I'm skipping all the way to the last page, uh, actually not the last page, uh, page 98 of my version of the book. He wrote, what the world looks like depends entirely on where man is when he makes his observations. Oh that's a powerful statement. What the world looks like depends entirely on where man is when he makes his um, observation, observations. So you see it based upon your position, your mental position. Your mental position is determining your perception, what you can see and what you can't see. Your mental perception is based upon what you believe, what you accept is true. So possibility can't be available to someone who doesn't believe those possibilities are available to him or her. Can you see what I'm saying? I know I'm talking as if you can respond to me but whether you're listening to this live or later are you living in your possibility? Are you living in your box? Now I'm a big believer that there is no box. All boxes are self-generated or accepted from others. So if it is true that the world looks like your mental position and perception, then you change the world when you transform your mind. You transform and change your world through a shift in mental perception. So again, one of the ways in which we train The mind is through imagining, because as we read with Psycho-Cybernetics, we're talking about training the subconscious mind to reproduce the physical equivalent of the mental equivalent. I hope you're following me. I'm going slow, and I'm being very methodical, because I want you to, to really get this. Write down... 10 goals, and only focus on the top two really intensely with your prayer work. I'm not saying that the other eight aren't important, but write them down in the order of how strongly you seek to experience that particular thing, and don't be generic. What is generic? I want to lose weight. It's generic. I want to be this particular goal weight. Say, say a, a, a woman says I want to be 140 pounds and she's 190 pounds by a particular time. So I want to be 140 pounds by, uh, this time next year. Now, we can start holding that image and then start building actions because those images will drive action if you have strong enough desire to what it will take to get to that place. Say, for instance, you say, I want to be happy. What does happiness mean? Define out happy and then put images to that happiness. Whatever you. So I want you to get as detailed as possible. Don't just say, I want to be financially independent or I want to be rich what is that what does financial independence mean to you how much money is financial independence in your experience so then you need to write that down or I want to be able to have this amount of money by whatever now when you image it you're not imaging it to have it in the future when you image the weight loss you're not imaging to have it in the future When you're imaging your image, your definitions of happiness, you're not imagining it for the future. You're imagining it now. You're visualizing on it now as if it was a now thing. But I'm having you just do the exercises so you can get clear what you're thinking. Remember, Scripture says in the Epistle of James, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let him not think that he'll receive anything from the Lord. If your mind is all over the place... You're not directing universal law. You're not giving the subconscious mind anything to work with to transform your life. It's just going to recycle the same old mess. Remember, as Neville wrote, what the world looks like depends entirely on where man is when he makes his observation. He goes on to say, and man, being all imagination, must be where he is in imagination. That's key. You can't be anywhere else other than your own consciousness and your consciousness is built by the images that you have. Now, you will have ideas, but when you have an idea it normally comes as an image. You have thoughts. Those thoughts normally come as an image. Then they transmute into feeling. but it's always starting with some type of image. In the Bible, you'll see over and over again that God communicated to many of the prophets and patriarchs through visions. They would have a vision uh, uh you know in the allegory of the virgin birth stories, you know, Mary is visited by an angel. An angel just means messenger of God. So they would see the image with the message. They would have visions. Moses saw an image of a bush that was burning but not consumed. That was an image. It had a message with it, but it was also, in many times, um, Ezekiel saw a throne with fire shooting out of it and all types of stuff. You read the book of Ezekiel, it's all imagination. You read the book of Revelation or the revelation to John, which is probably more accurate. But anyway, people just call it revelations. But the revelation to John. That book is all imagination. People, are, oh, my God, it terrified wars and destroying this. It's all imagination It's images It's using Hebrew imagery to portray a message. And you are portraying a message to your life by the images you hold in your mind. What do you see for you? I don't know if it was Skip Wilson. They used to say it when I was a kid, but I think it was Skip Wilson. My my mom used to watch his uh, show. Uh what you see is what you get. Hopefully people who listen to this show outside of uh, the United States might not have ever heard of Skip Wilson might look him up. He's quite the funny guy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what you see is what you get. What are you saying? What are you saying is possible for you? Do you have any resignation? Because resignation is seeing it too. Believing that something that you don't want is inevitable. So you just what difference do we make? Why even try? That's seeing as well. So I believe that many of these faculties like imagination are being used improperly. And we're using the gifts that God gave us to create healthy, happy, and prosperous lives to our own detriment. We're we're actually using the power of imagination to image things that we don't want. We're holding images in our minds. We're projecting problems. We're projecting issues. We're projecting things. We're, We're getting caught up. Because we're not imaging the good that we desire because we don't realize what Neville wrote. Yet again, what the world looks like depends entirely on where man is when he makes his observations. And man, being all imagination, must be where he is in imagination. Something to think about. Again, Just write down 10 goals in order of importance. How bad do you want them? And only work on two. I would even say one, to be frank. But I know some people just like to really just kind of multitask. But no more than two. But I would say it's good just to laser beam down and and pray about that one thing. Visualize that one thing. Speak the word about that one thing. Study on that one thing. See from that one thing. Why? Because that's the laser beam focus that's needed to demonstrate at the level that you say you desire. You can't lazily drift into your better life. It takes work, mental work, working with these spiritual principles is still work. But as Reverend Ike says, the more you use your mind, the less you have to use your behind. So use your mind and don't let life whoop you into making you realize that you need to shift and change. So we're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
1: Kintsugi is an ancient Japanese art form of fusing broken pottery pieces together by filling the cracks with gold. The resulting piece is not only restored and visually stunning, it also takes on a new life. Whatever has happened in the past, however broken we may feel, we can be whole again by filling our lives with the transformative power of God. Our experiences make us unique. The presence of God makes us whole. As Paul wrote in his letter to the Romans, be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Remember, with God, all things are possible.
0: This mindful moment is brought to you by Daily Word magazine. Finding time for the positive reminders in Daily Word is easy with the digital edition, perfect for smartphones and readers on the go. Take advantage of our 30-day free trial to the online magazine, plus a daily email with the Word for the Day and the Daily Word app. To sign up for a free 30-day trial, visit unityonlineradio.org slash dailyword.
1: At Metaphysical Rock 2...
2: been listening to truth transforms with reverend galen mcdowell if you have questions or comments about today's program or if you'd like to join in on the discussion email us at truth at unity.fm now back to truth transforms
3: welcome back to truth transforms uh i did get a, a quick text to, to inform me that the comedian who said what you see is what you get is Flip Wilson. So those who listen to the show uh, outside of the United States or aren't uh, old enough to remember Flip Wilson. He was a African-American comedian in the 60s and 70s, I think maybe early 80s, and he was quite hilarious. Flip Wilson, he actually said what you see is what you get. So thanks, uh, Reverend Alberta Ware, for uh, uh, making sure that I got that name Right. So on page 100 of the law and the promise by Neville, Neville wrote, unless the individual imagines himself someone else or somewhere else, the present conditions and circumstances of his life will continue in being and his problems recur for all events renew themselves from his constant images by him. They were made. By him they continue in being, and by him they can cease to be. We'll reread that because I really want you all to hear what he's saying. Unless the individual imagines himself someone else or somewhere else, the present conditions and circumstances of his life will continue in being and his problems recur. For all events renew themselves from his constant images. By him, they were made. By him, they continue in being. And by him, they can cease to be. Now, this reminds me of a a story uh, from several years ago. Um, I study martial arts, as I've often stated on the show, uh, Kung Fu to be exact. And I drove up to the north side suburb of Chicago to stop by one of my instructors or say Sifu or Shifu in Kung Fu. Sifu's uh, one of Sifu's friends who's a fellow instructor. So when I get there, it's, it was almost like a reunion for, for these guys that all practiced, you know, in the, in the 70s. And it was funny to me because all of them had nicknames. I mean, they had like Dragon, Tiger, whatever, and uh cobra fist whatever i mean they all had these different names and i was just laughing and i said to my instructor how come all you guys have uh all of these um you know kung fu mystical uh asian names you know etc they, they would give themselves and at the time i wasn't thinking from my metaphysical mind, my new thought mind, but I realize now that they were creating in their imagination how they saw themselves, so they renamed themselves. So I'm not Joe Smith. I'm Dragon Lee Fist or whatever. Because that's how they saw themselves. So they lived as the image. Not as Joe Smith. The world says you're Joe Smith or Jane Smith. But you're really, you know, Cobra or whatever. And it reminded me of how uh, the hip-hop community started doing or giving themselves name names. You weren't just Joe Smith Or, for instance, you aren't just James Todd Smith. You're Ladies Love Cool James, or as we call it, L.L. Cool James. He renamed himself. And by renaming themselves, they gave themselves a persona through which to live. And the persona wasn't a person that was living in in many cases with many of these hip-hop artists living in deplorable conditions, they were living in the best of conditions with the best of what they needed to live the lives that they desire, whatever that was, good, bad, or indifferent. But the key was, they saw themselves as someone else. And somewhere else other than than the, 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 you know, rush streets of a Compton, L.A. or the projects of uh, buildings in Brooklyn or in Chicago. But they saw themselves, so they renamed themselves. Now, metaphysically, when you change names, you also change nature. So when you go from Abram to Abraham or Sarai to Sarah or from Simon to Peter, from Saul to Paul you're not just changing a name or utilizing another name, you're also symbolizing a change in nature. You're not the same being. So when these artists change their names or when these group of guys come together and they say now, you know, we're not whatever our names are, we're the temptations now. Now the temptations move and act a certain kind of way. We're not just you know you know Ralph Bobby and Ricky and the other groups uh, that were in Boston some kids from Boston in the se- late 70s, early 80s we're new addition with a new addition of what you used to see. they created something from nothing by giving it here's the key a name which is a nature. That they had to live through. A name. A name. This is key. I I saw a documentary from uh, the KRS one, which is a rapper with his name. means knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everyone. He's a old school. Rapper, And he was talking about how when he first came out and not understanding the power of imaging and words, how his first album, you know, had a mixture of things, but he named it Criminal Minded. He says, is it any accident that my DJ got murdered? And he starts talking about Ready to Die, which was the name of Notorious Big's first album. He said, these things are he was He was talking from the standpoint of the image that you hold in mind. So name give yourself the name the name the nature of the desires of your heart give yourself the name the nature of the desires of your heart see it see it name yourself prosperous I don't care what your facts are right now. I don't care what your past has said about you. The question comes into play is this. Who do you say you are? How do you see your life? What images do you hold? What do you believe is possible? Because again, unless the individual, Neville says, unless the individual imagines himself someone else or somewhere else, the present conditions and circumstances of his life will continue in being and his problems recur for all events renew themselves from his constant images. Be clear. Nothing's going to change until you start seeing it differently. Nothing's going to change. What you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. That's what Neville is saying. And when you realize that you have to literally name yourself something different, you have to name yourself health when your body is going through what the world calls illness and sickness. You have to name yourself health. You have to name yourself peace when people are acting crazy all around you. You have to name yourself joy. So your happiness is not dependent on what the next person does or doesn't do. You have to name it. Why? Because unless the individual imagines himself someone else or somewhere else, the present conditions and circumstances of his life will continue in being and his problems recur for all events renew themselves from his constant images. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. So think about those things. Now, we're wrapping up the show for today. I think that covers what we need to cover. Next week, we'll get into the next chapter. But one of the things that I do want you to do again is get the book and read the stories. This chapter in particular had some, has rather, some great stories. I don't want to read the stories because I want you to be committed to the book. I'm teaching you the principles. But the stories will help you integrate it. And it's easier just to say, okay, get the minister's or the teacher's interpretation of the story. But self-help means that you do Some work on your own. Now, that doesn't mean you can't get help from experts in particular fields. In the field of new thought, ministers and teachers who have been licensed and trained by, quote-unquote, reputable organizations have been qualified or are qualified to present this message as experts. But that doesn't mean that you don't do your own work, self-help, self-help. We can give you the information, but again, the information must be applied and you have to do some thinking on your own because the think is the image and it's your images that will drive what's going on in your experience. So with that, God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms.
1: 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer. Activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
4: Too often, people desire prosperity but are not willing to pay the price. What is the price? It is sharing, giving, loving, and caring. Prosperity needs an inflow and an outflow, just as a body of water does if it is to remain fresh and clean. As we create an outflow by giving in love, we experience the inflow of a greater awareness of good in our lives. Perhaps you've been led to believe that for every winner in this game we call life, there must be a loser. The truth is that you rarely lose by giving. In giving freely without thought of return, we set in motion a great momentum of goodness. When we give, everyone is a winner. You have something unique to offer the world, something no one else can give. Whatever your gift, know that it is precious. Give it freely. Share it in love.
0: This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Somewhere The voice of an awakening world.
1: I will leave this world as it is.
2: The world is full of voices,
1: advertising, television, politics. As she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God.
0: I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa one to get that information. I answer audience questions and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.